You're listening to Small Business Wife, where our goal is to empower, edify, and equip all you small business owning wives. If you're looking for a community of like-minded people to support you along this journey, you're in the right place. Join us every week as we dig into the realities of business owning as a family. Hey guys, welcome to the Small Business Wife podcast. I am your host, Amanda, as well as our other co-host, Emily Brignola. Hi everyone. Welcome, welcome. Um, We are pumped and excited, obviously, like we are every week, to kind of talk with you guys and kind of really honestly at this point, really sit down at the coffee table and just have um, a chat about a very important topic to both of our hearts. Um, uh, But yeah, before we get jump into everything, um, I would highly, highly, highly suggest you go back to last week's episode if you didn't have a chance um, and... uh, And listen to that one. It was super good. And probably one of the number one questions we get is like, we cover anything from um, when did you transition into your business with Darby to what professionals do you hire out? What do you look Mm -hmm. for in professionals? Um, And it's super basic, basic stuff that that we go over. You know what I mean? Um, And I think uh, sometimes it's important to go back to the basics and realize there is an emotional aspect to business owning, but there is also a very, very practical aspect to it. And so I feel like resourcing you guys with both is huge. And so, yeah. So, um, Emily, just give them where we can, they can access all those things. Yeah. You can, um, access it wherever you listen to podcasts, to be honest with you. (laughs) So, um, I listen pretty much exclusively on Apple, but you can also get it on Spotify or Google podcasts. Um, there's also a link to it on our website, Nice. That you can go in and check out all the different platforms and pick which one works best for you. Um, so that would be kind of how you find it. And this week we're going to be talking about kind of something. We try to alternate emotional yeah. things. <laughs> Sometimes for our health. <laughs> Sometimes for our health. But also, like, because business is, a m- business owning, especially with a spouse, is yeah. a mix of emotional and like practical. Yeah. And so we try to give you guys a good mix of that as well. So this week is going to be a little bit more emotionally based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are talking about something that affects, I think, everyone. Yeah. Um, unless you've got some type of like crazy superpower of self-confidence, which is fantastic for you. Good job. But <laughs> <laughs> isn't normal <laughs> for most people. Um, we're talking about imposter syndrome. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And yeah. how it affects us and what we do personally to kind of work through it yeah but um if you haven't heard of imposter syndrome before or if this is a completely new concept for you um it's basically this feeling that you don't believe that you are as like competent or um as much of an expert in whatever it is that you're doing as other people around you um it's also like self-doubt it is kind of like deciding that you can't do something yeah. um, based off of your skills or whatever, like external factors. Um, and it's even if you are successful, mm-hmm. like believing that you are successful in spite of yourself yeah. and because of something completely outside of yourself. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think it affects most of us. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, okay. So we'll start. I'll just start real practically. When was the first time? you encountered imposter syndrome? That's a great question. I have no idea. <laughs> right? Okay. Or, or I, maybe like most recent time you, you 
discovered him. Like you were like, oh man, I feel like I'm not capable of doing mm-hmm. this. And what the heck am I doing? Well, so I have encountered it like pretty much constantly over the course of first deciding that I want to have a business and then it like talking myself into the fact that I could run a business and then that took like a year and then (laughs) actually (laughs) starting the business and then like waiting a year before I actually started talking to anybody else besides Amanda and Darby about (laughs) owning a business and not telling my friends and family that I had a business. (laughs) You know, no, it sounds great. You know, this is like more of an emotional one for you. Um, And yeah, so it's basically, so I started thinking about starting my own business back in, I want to say 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I moved to the States in 18. And that's when I officially like took over your guys' books. Yeah. Um, so it's been, I mean, it's t- at the end of 2021 now. So that's like four years that um, it's really taken me. Because remember, like I just started being an entrepreneur slash like self-employed full time in May of mm-hmm. this year. So yeah. it's been like a solid almost four entire years. Yeah. Um, and even that journey is full of imposter syndrome of being oh, yeah. like, I'm not capable of making a full-time income. Yeah. So I'm always going to have this thing on the backside. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm always going to have a full-time job because this is always only going to be a part-time thing. And it's like, no, you can make six figures in what you're doing. Absolutely. (laughs) And you have the capabilities. And so like it started off like first in the self-doubt, like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, I don't actually know enough to start a bookkeeping business. So what did I do? I went out and I bought a course Mm -hmm. that, like tailored to, hey, do you want to start a bookkeeping business? Here's all the information you need. Here's all the skills you need. And I remember going through it and being like, I've done this <laughs> for years now. Yeah. And that's not to say that the course wasn't good. It was like, mm-hmm. I fully believe that like it was completely worth the money that I spent on yeah. it, which was a lot. Um, because they also focused on like business owning things mm-hmm. like, hey, this is how you market. Yeah. Hey, this is how you put together a offer mm-hmm. for a client. And so there were definitely other aspects to it, but like, okay, so I went on, I bought a course. Okay. Now I have this course. I went through the course. And so now what do I do? Okay. (laughs) Now I sit on it and I wait and I try to talk myself into, okay, well I did the course and these people are, who have done it, they're successful. Yeah. And on the backside is like her friend. She was like, well, now I need to go to school and have my CPA license because then people will Mm -hmm. take me for real. And I was like, no, that's not the case. <laughs> to do like, bookkeeping? <laughs> yeah. To do bookkeeping? No. <laughs> yeah. You just need to know more than I do. And you know more than I do. <laughs> well, and now that I've like worked in like the fan- financial accounting sector mm-hmm. for a while, I'm like, yeah, there's no CPA who's <laughs> like a CPA so that they could do anybody's books. Like yeah. that's not a thing. So like it's this idea that like I didn't have enough education. I didn't have the right education. Yeah. And because of that, nobody was going to take me seriously. And I was going to like seriously mess up somebody's mm-hmm. finances. Yeah. And that was my biggest fear. Cause like me not being able to do it is one thing. Like I can handle my own failure. Me, my failure ruining somebody else's life, yeah. even if it's just for a short time, mm-hmm. cause you could probably figure it out. That was terrifying mm-hmm. that like, because I thought that I was qualified, I might possibly seriously hurt somebody. Yeah. And it took, honestly, until 
I think I jumped into your guys bookkeeping mm-hmm. and saw because Dan was also mm-hmm. oh, excuse me your past well, CPA well, well, uh, <laughs> um, I was like we'll name my amazing current CPA because I yes. feel like one of your first meetings with Jake you were like oh like <laughs> I can do this like, <laughs> it's true well yeah because he is just brilliant and so like coming in like jumping into what your past CPA was doing I was like okay I could do this. Mm-hmm. Like he's already been like making edits in your books and I'm mm-hmm. looking at all the things he's done and I'm like, okay, yeah, absolutely. Like this is something that like, I know like just from looking over your guys' books, like I know I can do this. And our Fantastic. books were like trash because we, we didn't even have like an accountant per se. Like she's talking about, mm-hmm. we had a tax prepper basically. So I would show up to him at like February every year and I'd be like, I know it's coming. And he'd be like, okay. And then I'd be stressed out crying to Emily Mm -hmm. for weeks because we didn't have anything together. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so, um, so yeah, so it was like all, most of the, like most of the things, like he was doing a lot of cleanup on Mm -hmm. things that I was trying to do myself for years. And, um, and Emily came in and was like, you're spending like, how are you spending like 30 hours on this a week? And I was like, Mm -hmm. because I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Because I put it off and it's the worst. Yeah. It is, unless you love it, like mm-hmm. I do. I know. Um, but so, yeah, then meeting with Jake mm-hmm. was, like, a complete game changer. For, I honestly, I think that meeting with Jake, like, I think it was, like, a year ago or something. Yeah. Um, the first time was what really gave me the confidence to be, like, I'm going to go out and start trying to get other clients. Yeah. Because we sat down with Jake, and Jake is Amanda's current CPA, and he's just brilliant. And he, like, such a great CPA. Mm-hmm slash person in general and so he I was talking to him about like okay well what like what do you need me to change in the books mm-hmm. because even like working with CPAs some of them like things a different way and so I was like expecting him to be like your books are trash <laughs> you need to change everything I don't like this and he was like yeah no it looks great like maybe change this one thing and let I have a question about this account but like other than those, yeah no it's great and I was like oh <laughs> this professional thinks that what I've set up for Darby and Amanda is great. That's wonderful. And that was like, we were <laughs> like post six figure business at that point. So it wasn't yes. like she was just getting the okay on like a $20,000 business a year. Mm-hmm. She's getting an okay on six figures plus And like, Mm -hmm. and then, and and, you know, and I mean, you would say probably in your world at that point, you're like, well, now I can like substantiate what I charge people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And all of that based upon, what I'm doing for them, you know? Yeah. Well, I can substantiate what I charge people, but also like, not just like convincing other people mm-hmm. that I know what I'm talking about is more like, cause I think I can convince other people. Cause when I sit down with business owners, like most people are not like financially or systems oriented. Yeah. They're like very entrepreneurial, very vision focused. And so like from like my business, like aspect I know that I can sit down and talk with somebody Mm -hmm. and they don't have any idea. Like they got no idea like (laughs) how to set up like accounts payable or receivable or depreciation or Mm -hmm. none of those things. So like I can sit down and talk with them and convince them that I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Because I know I know more than they do most of the time. But it's more for me like communicating with other professionals in my sector. Yeah. That I had started to have those doubts of like, but do I really know what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. And that's what really gave me that extra boost to be like, no, okay. Like Jake says that this is good. Like I trust Jake. And so like, hey, I can probably 
like talk to somebody else and see if I can do this for them too. And that was really like what pushed me over. And even I remember coming back home and talking to Nick and being like, hey, Nick, like we just had this meeting with Darby and Amanda's new CPA, Jake. And he said that the books were good. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, good job, babe. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Like, I know, I did it. I I did it. I did the thing that I have six years of experience in and took a class in. And, you know, like, which sounds so stupid because you're like, of course you did this. Like, you have all this, like, knowledge and experience. But, like, that's what imposter Mm -hmm. syndrome does. Yeah. It makes you doubt yourself and everything about your qualifications, your experience, like, and it tells you that you can't do it. And even if you have done it and done it well, like it's a fluke somehow. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. That's so. crazy. Yeah. I feel like yours is a little bit more like raw and real because it's like what you're walking through. It's kind of like when we did the podcast on dealing with overwhelm, I was like sweating bullets because <laughs> I was walking through it currently. But yeah, you know what I mean? Like I feel like, I feel like Darby and I go through that. I think I, my more recent one was probably with small business wife because Mm -hmm. I mean, to be honest with you, this podcast was like what, eight years in the making, seven years in the making. Yeah. Like even the podcast and a Facebook group was seven Mm -hmm. years in the making, not like even an entire business and what we're looking at building and the things that we want to. Um, and it all came out of that heartbeat of like, um, of like, yeah, is, is it really is imposter syndrome. It's Mm -hmm. like for my world, it was, um, always being on the backside of businesses mm-hmm. you know what I mean always being well not just businesses but like organizations and like when I worked for the church like being on the backside of things like even literally being backstage as a stage manager for mm-hmm. a mega church you know what I mean like that's how I've always viewed like this is where I'm gonna live is like where most people don't see me mm-hmm. and you know what I mean and this is where I feel safe and comfortable and I think um the power of like sharing our story and doing all of these things that we're doing with the podcast now um you know, like I could listen to Darby all day. Tell me like, you know, like that we could make, like that we have the capabilities of making, you know, quarter of a million dollars. And even like when we hit six figures with the gym, I was like, I feel like we're lying to people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean, like there's like, I'd like, I would call Emily and I'd be like, are you sure? Like, are you <laughs> sure that this is what our gym is doing? Are you sure that this is what these things are going through? And it's not, and it's like, it's not because, um, it's not because like Darby's not a good coach, like a good businessman or not even a good coach. Like it has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with like any of that has everything to do with like, there's just no way like we're capable of this. Like mm-hmm. we, we paid thousands and thousands of dollars for business coaches to teach us these things. You know what I mean? Those people are capable of doing what we're doing. And like, I even had kind of like that moment with our business coaches today, like they were like, Amanda, like what was it, like, what did your guys' gym start as? Like when you started with us and then where is it at now? And like, and you know, and he literally asked me, he goes, do you ever feel like you're just like living in an alternate universe? And I was like, I don't even know it. Like, I don't even know how we're doing it these, like these days. And mm-hmm. he's like, but you know, you're capable, right? And like, and then our other business coach was like, imposter syndrome. It's <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's what it is. Is like, it's this constant battle. And like, and I'm thankful because like, you know, like Emily was just talking earlier about like most people deal with it except for these like super crazy confident people. And like, and we were joking before we got on the podcast, like Darby is, 
I would, I would, it would be hard for me to believe that he's ever gone through imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. because he goes on to the other side of things. He's like, yeah, we pay lots of money for the things that we do. And like, we've trained ourselves and and God has called us and here we are. And we're going to go do this. And like, and you can't sit in a a meeting with my husband without believing that you can create a $10 million business because that's how Darby thinks. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how in the world are we going to run a $10 million business? And Darby only responded, and Emily, like even in a meeting last week, Darby will look at me and be like, yeah, but we're capable. Like we're doing it. We're, we're doing what we thought we couldn't do five years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we're doing it now. So that means like five years from now, we're probably going to be doing things that we think we can't do right now. And I'm like, I just, I'm overwhelmed. And that's like the key. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, there's these aspects that I feel like I've had to deal with with the imposter syndrome mm-hmm. a whole lot in my walk, which is like, um, yeah, it's coming back to the basics that we've talked about over the podcast. It's like the daily affirmations, the like looking from where you came from and having gratitude and being like, how in the world, you know, do we do this? And then going, oh, like realizing that we are living in the things that we didn't think were possible five years ago and going, okay, the same processes that got us here are they going to be the same processes that get us you know we're going to create new processes and those Mm -hmm. new processes are going to get us to that level you know um and um I feel like my shift I would say my shift probably happened probably in November of this past year okay because you know what I mean to be honest because like um most of it was always like and just why I asked you that specific question last what like when I was like did you just feel like you always had to have this thing on the side is because that's what I felt like forever like building our business I would ask Darby and then when Emily took on our books I would always have this like nonchalant question where I would be like I mean at the end of the day I can just go get a job at Starbucks mm-hmm. and like and Darby's response always has been to me yeah but we could make way like three times more money with having your time and energies put towards our businesses and he would say that and I'd be like I agree with him mm-hmm. but deep down I was like I don't know how in the world you think I can make that kind of money mm-hmm. you know what I mean and like um, and it wasn't until like in November when there was like, a, there was like a really defining moment. Um, I think I was having actually a conversation with a business owner, um, that like in our area and they had asked me about how we got, um, our, our gym to where we did. And, um, and he made the joke, um, he made the joke that he's like, listen, let's be real. Like, um, like Darby's the visionary owner and you're the actual business owner. Like you run the business and Darby runs the vision. And I remember it. And I was like, yeah, I think you could say that I'm the business owner. And he was like, no, you should probably say I am the business owner. Mm -hmm. And I just remember that very vividly. And that like, um, that like the, that moment that I was like, yeah, I am a business owner. And then I was like, I am a business owner. Mm Mm-hmm. I am a business owner. I am an entrepreneur. I can't work for anybody else. And then it's like, it kind of spills over. But I feel like with imposter syndrome, you have to have that defining moment. Yeah. Like where you're like, you know, like where you, where you decide at that point, daily affirmations are greater than what I'm feeling right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like, um, and now I feel like whenever the imposter syndrome comes up, like I'm quick to go back to no, no. I am called to be a business owner. I am who I am. I've fought hard to be where I'm at and I will lead accordingly. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Those different types of things with imposter syndrome. And so, um, 
but yeah, it's like that defining moment that you're all of a sudden go, I'm lying to nobody else but myself. Yeah. Like, you know, cause like, it was like, you could tell me something blue in the face that I'm a business owner. And it was like between that friend. And then it was also, you know, um, my friend Lindsay that I talked about who worked at Starbucks when I like fell into it and I was like, I'll just go back to working at Starbucks. Like I'll just get the health insurance benefits and all the things. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you know, like, she's like, Hey, you know that no matter what, like I'll always have a job here for you at my location. So if you really want it, like it's here, it's yours. But I have to ask you a question. Like when you guys open back up and for, for the gym, like, cause we were in the middle of the pandemic. She was just like, you can't work for somebody else. Like your gym is going to be the demand. You're going to want to work for your husband. You're going to want to do those things. And so what happens? Do you quit then? Or do I just wait for six months for you to quit? And I was just like, you're a really good friend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because like, and I think that's like also important. I think with my journey and maybe with yours too, is just having people who just call it out and speak truth in those moments. Like, you know what I mean? You calling me and going, what the hell was I thinking? Starting a business and going, Emily, let me just tell you what you've done with our books. Let me just tell you how you've helped our business grow. And if you can help our business grow from six figures to half a million dollars, then you can help other businesses do the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, um, and that's like, um, sorry, it's like kind of funny because we just had like a mini best friend moment. <laughs> I was like, hi, let me just tell you some truth. And so, yeah, you know what I mean? Um, and so, you know, um, but yeah, I guess maybe, uh, I don't know where we go from here is just like, what are some of the practical ways that you felt like mm-hmm. have helped you out of it? You know what I mean? I know yeah. for me, it's been like those daily affirmations, those different things, um, having good friends in our lives, um, that spoke truth. But, mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, it just comes back to like how you control your thought processes yeah. and what you do with it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So Um, One of the things that I do or that I've at least started doing is that um, I try to recognize the overwhelm comes from a gap in my perception Yeah. um, between like where I think I need to be in order to be a business owner and Mm -hmm. where I actually am and the giftings and talentings that I do have. Um, And just like first just recognizing that like, okay. I'm feeling this way and my feelings are real. Yeah. And here's why I'm feeling that way. Okay. There's this gap in my perception. Okay. Who do I think that I need to be Mm -hmm. in order to be a successful business owner? Because I think all of us have in our mind, like whether that's defined or not, an idea of this is what a successful business owner looks like in my sector. Yeah. And so like first identifying that, like, okay, well, what is that? And then second being like, okay, well, what about that is true? Mm-hmm. And what about that am I currently doing? Mm-hmm. Because, and this is something that I started doing actually when I started working with the CPA that I was with like yeah. two years ago. Um, because he's a CPA and has been a CPA for like the last 40 years. And I jumped in as his office admin And like he wasn't running any internal bookkeeping, wasn't keeping track of invoices, who he invoices, what they paid. Makes us hyperventilate. It really (laughs) just like was he he's I think like a very good example of someone who is not systems oriented. 
And so I remember stepping into his business and being like, okay, well, you need systems. And then like building the systems so that his business could function and then running those systems so that his business could function. And like there was a certain point when we were talking about marketing because he wanted to start marketing. He didn't do any marketing. Um, he grew his practice completely by word of mouth and, and referrals from yeah. his clients. And so he's like, yeah, I want to start getting into marketing. And so he was asking me, well, how does Facebook marketing work? How do, how do ads, how does social media ads work? How does Google ads work? And I was like sitting there explaining this to him because he's in his seventies and mm-hmm. doesn't have a very good understanding of the internet. And there was at a certain point in that conversation where he was like talking about this is a, this is good that we're having this conversation. This is good that we're like going through all of this stuff because I feel like I can then mentor you to like buy my business (laughs) in the next 10 years. And I remember just having this like passing thought about like, but I'm explaining this to you. Mm -hmm. And it was like pursuing that thought. Like I didn't in that meeting, but I remember going back to my desk and sitting down and being like, okay, well, what would I want him to mentor me in? Yeah. And really the answer was nothing to do with business owning. Like the things that he did fantastic in was like IRS reconciliation. Like he was a like pit bull when it came to the IRS. Like nobody fights the IRS better than he Mm -hmm. does. And so like that's what I want to learn from him. Like I want to learn how to deal with this one specific aspect of accounting But, like, as far as business owning, like, he owns a very successful CPA firm. And as far as business owning, like, I feel like there's nothing you can teach me. Yeah. And that's not true of everybody. This is true of this one specific situation because I, like, Mm -hmm. jump in when I was helping out Darby and Amanda. Like, the first day that I sat down to do appointment setting for you guys, I learned a ton. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not like in every situation, but it was realizing that like, hey, I have this idea of what it takes to be a successful accountant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm doing a lot of those things already. Yeah. So why am I not more confident in my own business? Mm -hmm. Because I can build the systems and I understand the marketing Mm -hmm. and while there are a lot of other things that I need to get better at, like I'm already doing 90% of what I think a successful person should do. Yeah. And then like recognizing that in myself. Um, do you feel like sometimes it's like a, like then the personal wall, like you, like in order to like get over the imposter syndrome, I felt like for me was like, I had to identify the barriers. Mm-hmm. Like I had to identify like, Oh man, I'm, I'm, gonna I could potentially like I I have to make like 100 phone calls to get 10 clients right Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to get rejected 90 times Mm -hmm. am I okay with getting rejected 90 times yeah you know what I mean because that's like for somebody who's been like abandoned and like had a lot of stuff in her life like grief wise like you know what I mean like do I feel like do you feel like that's like what part of it was was just like man am I worthy enough for somebody to just sit down in front of me Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and have a conversation and let me pour my heart out about what I care about you know I feel like it does go back a lot to like the limiting beliefs you have about yourself that we kind of talked about when we were doing daily affirmations. Like what are the limiting beliefs I have about myself? Like what Mm -hmm. are the things like because of trauma responses, because of family culture, because of, you know, 
country culture, mm-hmm. whatever, that you believe are true about yourself that's limiting you from stepping into the full potential of who you actually can be. Yeah. And want to be, mm-hmm. you know? And so I do feel like it is identifying like not just the practical things, but like the psychology behind yeah. it. Like it's very psychology based. And my limiting belief around being a business owner is like I was raised to believe that you get a nine to five job. Yeah. Yeah. And only crazy risk takers, like high like type A personality, <laughs> highly like competitive people. They're the ones who start businesses and they're the ones who are successful and everyone else. And fails. then they just pay people like us to yeah. help their business. Yeah. Like I I believed about myself for years and even mm-hmm. still some like yeah. a little bit today that I am not a go-getter. Yeah. I am a support person. Like I don't cast a vision. Mm-hmm. I don't have these crazy big dreams and goals. Like yeah. I don't, you know, have this entrepreneurial mindset. I'm a support person. I'm a behind the scenes, like you were talking about, like I'm yeah. a behind the scenes in the shadows, make it happen person. Yeah. And that's sort of true because that is a lot of the, a lot of the things that my giftings are in are those types of things. Yeah. But I also remember back when we were living in Belgium, we were sitting across from our pastors at the time. Yeah. And just having a conversation about like, well, if you could do anything, what would you do? And I was talking to him about how like, I could do anything. I would start a nonprofit and the nonprofit would go out and would tell the stories of other missionaries or people who are doing nonprofit work. And it would just tell their stories and it would get people's hearts connected to what they're already doing. And the, however I would tell the story, like a film or a book or whatever would then all the proceeds of that would go to fund Mm -hmm. whatever they're doing. Cause there are so many people out there doing fantastic things that nobody knows about and people would love to give to that, yeah. mm-hmm. but they just don't know about it. Mm-hmm. And so I, was, I remember like talking to him about it. I'm like, oh, okay, this is a dream that I had for years, but like, how do I do that? How do you start a nonprofit? Like whatever, who, who starts businesses <laughs> like that? You know, <laughs> like how would I even? And I remember like talking with him about it and just being like so passionate. And he said to me, I really love sitting down and talking to people with entrepreneurial spirits mm-hmm. because I feel like you have the best visions. Mm-hmm. And I was a little offended. Were you like, I'm not an entrepreneur? Exactly. That's exactly how I <laughs> yeah. felt. I was like offended for yeah. myself. Like, I'm not an entrepreneur. Like, like I'm watching my best friend's like husband, like yeah. sometimes like borderline wreck things like <laughs> and or cry a lot. Like, hey, I'm not that person. I'm not an entrepreneur. <laughs> I don't have these crazy visions. I have one idea <laughs> yeah. and it's a good idea, but like, I'm never going to be able to do it. And I remember like having that feeling and mindset yeah. and then like having to wrestle through that deciding to start my mm-hmm. own business after that <laughs> and then coming to the States and going through like the whole last couple of years process of like, actually, I think I am an entrepreneur. Yeah. And it's so funny. Cause I feel like, I feel like even like you just get to that point where you decide like, yeah. this is who I am. You know what I mean? And you find your identity and like this, like not fine. Obviously our identities in Jesus were for those people. Right. But you know what I mean? And we feel confident in the roles that we're playing on this side of eternity. And I feel like it's just funny because my mom, like, I love her, but like, you know, as a mom, like I do it with my kids. And so like when we started an entrepreneurship, she would always be like, 
but what if it fails? Like, what if this mm-hmm. doesn't work? Like, even in the pandemic, you know what I mean? We had family members. We had, I mean, we had Darby's mom reach out and to be like, hey, like, we have a full-fledged house on the in, a, in our basement if you guys need it. And I was mm-hmm. like, you really don't think that we're going to get out of this? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was like, and luckily in that stage, we had already decided, like, we're going to see beyond the pandemic. Yeah. We're going to open our doors again. And, like, and I was just like, I, you know what I mean? I feel like that moment that you decide it, like, our response just becomes, like, when those moments come in, is like, okay, so, so I fail. Mm-hmm. We just start another business. Yeah. You know what I mean? The answer isn't nine to five anymore. Mm-hmm. Like our answer changes to like, no, when you fail, you fail forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's failing with more wisdom. Or it's trying again with more wisdom. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, and I feel like that's like, the, it's like such, that's like, it pumps me up when I hear you talking about it because I know your journey and I yeah. know how hard it's been to get you to this point of like, um, of just being like, I'm an entrepreneur, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And like, and it's funny because I'm on the other side of like, you know, her husband's a lot like me in my marriage and Darby's a lot like Emily. And so like, um, and so, you know, for me, I just remember Darby was obviously way there before I was, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, um, and like, and like, and I used to like always even fight Darby with, like, he'd be like, well, I'd, my arguments was always like, you can't expect me to be an entrepreneur. Like I'm not a fourth generation entrepreneur. I just da, 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 da. And he was like, yeah, but you're part of the fifth generation. And like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I was like, and so he's like, so when you married me, you knew this was it. Like, and I was like, oh, you're right. And so he's like, <laughs> it'd just be easier if you just process that idea. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, he's like, or we're raising the sixth generation of entrepreneurs. And I was like, oh, you're right. Cause that is true freedom. And that's what we want for our kids' lives. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so it's just funny. Like, but yeah. Yeah. yeah you, I think Nick is secretly an entrepreneur and he, oh. I don't think that he believes it about himself, but I think we're going to get like 10 years in. Yeah. Like from this point. And cause he, al- he's always coming up with fantastic ideas. I things. think once he sees the freedom and sees that you can make the, me- the money and have the freedom, this side of eternity is short. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you realize in those moments, like, okay, like I can do this and mm-hmm. we can at least do this, you know, as long as all of these things happen. And so, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. I think Nick is an entrepreneur too. I think he is. I think it's going to take, but he's got a lot of like background, like just growing up in a different country. Yeah. And it's not like the easiest thing to own businesses in. <laughs> and so it's not. And so like, but that's going back to the limiting beliefs. Yeah. Like I th- everybody has this, like you have limiting beliefs about like, why you can't do it mm-hmm. and why if you do become successful you're successful in spite of yeah. yourself yeah and like some countries and cultures or family cultures even like mm-hmm. you're gonna have it harder than others like mm-hmm. for Darby he is multi-generational yeah. entrepreneur so like he doesn't have that like mm-hmm. crazy only crazy people start businesses mm-hmm. idea that he has to work through. He's like, no, completely normal people start businesses and are successful in them all the time. Yeah. And so like some of you, you're going to have like more manageable limiting beliefs, or you're going to be able to work through the imposter syndrome easier. Cause when it does rear its head, mm-hmm. it, you know, imposter syndrome comes up and is like, yeah, but could you really do that? And you're like, yeah, I can <laughs> watch me. <laughs> and then some people, are more like me and are like, you're right. I guess I'll wait four years to get serious about my business, you know? So, 
Yeah. Oh, this is good. I like it. It is good. Mm-hmm. Do we have any other tips? Any tips, tricks? Tips or tricks. That we have not discussed that you have for dealing with imposter syndrome. Yeah, I feel like the only other one I could get to would be like, I really like in our Daily Affirmations podcast, we just really talk about, especially my journey with the Daily Affirmations, the mm-hmm. the process for me of writing down the limiting beliefs, like writing down like this is what I feel like, you know, like having those conversations with yourself, but and also with your spouse, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And to being like, like, I believe that I'm not capable of making three times what I could make at Starbucks, like mm-hmm. writing that down and like, and then looking at your, your spouse and going, this is what I believe about myself. And first watching their reaction because their reaction is going to be like, how do you even think that about yourself? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because they, but it's like, and that's like, I feel like that's always been the beautiful thing whenever Darby and I did daily affirmations and limiting beliefs and all that stuff is like, he would just be like, I just don't understand. Like, he's like, how do you think this about yourself? But I think about like the exact same type of stuff about him. Like, cause he has his own limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Darby just is really quick to look at his limiting belief and go, oh, if I'm afraid of this, I should probably just start to map out how easy it is to get over this fear. And mm-hmm. I'm like, how do you do that? Like, cause that's yeah. what I want to know how to do. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but I think it's, it starts very basic of limiting that and then finding the truth of what's required of you in that next season is to go, is just a simple sentence that was like, it was like, I am capable mm-hmm. Like switching the, like, I don't believe that I'm capable of making it. And then just going, take the, I don't believe out of there mm-hmm. and just start saying to yourself, I am capable yeah. of making three times as much as I do a week at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and it just becomes a reality over time. You know, I think that's like a huge one for me. Um, you know, and then obviously like, when you hit those personal walls, do you have people in your corner to talk to you? Mm-hmm. If it's not your spouse, do you have a therapist that you're working through the personal walls with? Do you have best friends? Do you have an inner circle group of people mm-hmm. that are keeping you accountable in those things? You know what I mean? Um, because you will stay, you will stay stagnant if you don't have people helping. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I, I, you know, I tell people, I'm like, small business owning is for the faint of heart, but it takes a village to build a small business. Mm-hmm. And like, um, you know, because, um, and it's true, you know, like for, like, even in our world, like, to be honest, like our village started very small, like, you know what I mean? It's like, we had Emily and Darby's brother and we had like Jason a little bit later down the road, mm-hmm. like our manager at the gym. Um, but it's like, it was also like having our brother-in-law, like have the right conversations with Darby at the right time because he believed in Darby as a business owner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, um, and just those different things It just like, we go back to like how we got to where we are and it's, you see the people in place at mm-hmm. the right time and the right opportunities to have a conversation. But it took us communicating why we wanted to just go back to nine to five and yeah. why we thought we weren't capable and for them to go, what are you talking about? You know, and to have mm-hmm. those conversations. And so what for you, do you feel like there's any other tips and tricks? Um, I think reminding myself that I don't have to do it perfectly. Yeah. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's a step further. It is not going to be, I can almost guarantee you it is not going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. So like waiting for the perfect time to start the perfect business model, the perfect, you know, first client, the perfect Mm -hmm. pitch, like whatever the perfect is that you're trying to achieve, like it's not going to happen. So you might as well just start. Yeah. Um, and that's even something that like I've started implementing recently like with specifically mm. with small business wife yeah. is like, well, 
we're stepping into this business that like we're talking about small business owning. Like Mm -hmm. there are people who are looking at us like, Hey, how do I do this thing? And I'm like, that's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) And just like realizing, okay, like I don't have to be the perfect business owner to start helping people get where I was a year ago. Yeah. And like, cause I've done that. Mm-hmm. I know what I did to, to get that, to get there, mm-hmm. to get over those issues. And yeah. so like, I can help someone there and I can be honest about how much it sucks sometimes and how mm-hmm. like I failed and started again and yeah. whatever, you know? So like n- reminding myself that like, it's not going to be perfect. You're not going to be perfect. So just start anyway. Mm-hmm. And yeah. The start is what stops most people. It's true. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. That's it. Awesome. <laughs> well, cool. Well, yeah. So we'll wrap up there. And uh, obviously, we'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this subject on imposter syndrome and stuff like that. So get into our Facebook groups, mm-hmm. get on our social medias, follow us on Instagram at, at Small Business Wife. Um, get on Facebook, you can find the Small Business Wife page. Um, and just having some really honest, good conversations starting and launching in that stuff. And so um, Emily obviously always brings us up to speed on how to get involved. And so I'll turn it over to you. Yeah. So um, if you want to jump in our Facebook group, you definitely should. Because even like as Amanda was talking about like the idea of having a group of people surrounding you, like having good friends to support you. I wanted to be like, but make sure they're business owners because (laughs) (laughs) yeah, because it's like super, if you have like a solid group of best friends who normally support you, when you start talking about these crazy ideas that you have for business owning and it's going to seem crazy to them, Mm -hmm. they might honestly dissuade you the other way. They might not be supportive in the way that you need them to be supportive. And so Um, having a group of people surrounding you who are business owners, because like, I tell you what, when Darby and Amanda come to me, usually it's Darby (laughs) and he's dragging Amanda (laughs) along behind him and says, Hey, I've got this idea for this new thing to do in the gym or for this new business. Like it's easier for me to be like, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. not crazy at all. That's a great Mm -hmm. idea. (laughs) Versus like, if like one of our friends who have only known the nine to five life here that they're going to be like, well, that seems really risky. Like, who are you going to, who's going to buy that? Who's going to, you know? And so jumping into the, that's a long way to say jumping into the Facebook group is going to be super important for you, especially if you don't have a group of people around you who are already in the business owning sector. Yeah. Um, so jump in our Facebook group and then (laughs) if you want to support us on the podcast, then go ahead and like and subscribe and leave a review or comment or whatever you want to do, um, on whatever platform you're listening to us. It just lets the hosts know that you enjoy the content that we're putting out there. For sure. And awesome. we will see you next week whoop, whoop. as we delve into something that's not going to be quite so emotional. Yeah. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Awesome. Have a good day, guys. <laughs>